There's a rabid fan base. Wah, 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 fucking wah. Um, and you kind of, you go what you want. And it seems like right now, like you get a show every fucking day. Stop. Stop. You get a show every day. You are owed nothing. Nothing. I owe you shit. You guys get a fucking show every single fucking day. Every fucking day. Every single fucking day. I hate them. I hate you. I fucking hate you all. And I'm fucking sitting here doing a show every single. I was in Florence fucking Massachusetts. For two days in the middle of nowhere, doing a show in a tent to raise money. I'll give Steve credit. He walked 90 miles. Well, allegedly walked 90 miles for it. I don't think he did, but that's fine. I, I was there for two days raising money for this thing. Two days in Florence, Massachusetts, up in Saco, driving movie theaters. Talk about doing more live shows next year. In the middle of a pandemic. In the middle of a pandemic. In the middle of a pandemic. We did the 5K. Oh, you fucking... You know, you fuck, oh, you stole money from the pizza fund. Oh, you know, Mancock fucking went gambling one night. Like, you fucking cunts. You are all cunts. Cunts, 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 You fucking cuntbags. I hate you all. Fuck you all. Unsubscribe. Kill yourselves. Jesus fucking Christ. All right. It's the KMS rundown. I'm back. Uh, we are back. We have two weeks off. Uh, one week uh, we thought we would take off. And then the next week we had to take off uh, because of the YouTube channel. But we are here. Uh, Pussy from Maine. Uh, we've got Pussy Robinson. We've got VD Robinson. Um, Ziggy, VD, good to see you guys. How are you doing? Not too bad. How's it Not going? Bad. Yeah, we got the, right. the mask is back on. It's good to see you, boys. The mask is back by popular demand. You know, thirty, Halloween 30 people was voted like, in that uh, in that poll. Yeah, Halloween but, was a couple weeks ago, but we're riding it out. I like it. I like it. I uh, I'm sorry I didn't get to participate in that. Uh, I had my I don't know what I'm going to do with my blind mic costume <laughs> now. I have no idea what I'm going to do with that. I got to figure that out. I guess I'll hold on to it for next year if maybe if he's still around. I don't know. Um, so. This week was a tough week, and we'll get into that. But today's show was a classic, instant classic. Loved it. Uh, it was Kirk, 50 minutes of raging against some of us and some of the other fans and just going off, and it was classic, uh, classic Kirk. Um, I think a lot of people, the feedback on Twitter and on uh, the subreddit and everything else, everybody was loving the show for the most part. Um, it was totally inside and everything that I love uh, going into the YouTube channel and, and going after the cunts, um, some of us. So I, I was loving the show. I think you guys probably loved it too. Uh, so we'll talk about today's show and then the current state of the show here in this first segment. Um, Ziggy, how are you doing, bud? What do you got here? Yeah, well, just to to first start, Kirk addressed us, uh, Red and I, today. VD, I think he forgot that he was on the show, so VD didn't get any criticism. Um, but Kirk said that we should say our names, so my name is – where we should say our names and where we live. My name is Ziggy Robinson. I live inside of Steve Robinson's head. Um, Kirk also called me a pussy today. Does this look like the face of a pussy, Kirk? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, today today's – it was the fire and brimstone that – the Minifan love to hear. Um, and even if you're on the receiving end, not that we were, but others were, I think everyone loves to hear it. Yeah. 
um, in the criticisms that Kirk was getting, especially from the Mintel guys last night, like it, we've heard him say multiple times because it's true. If you don't listen to the show, it's really hard to hear that criticism. I mean, we get some criticism for us doing this show, right? And if it's from someone that doesn't even listen to the show or watch us or watch the YouTube, it's like right. you just throw it right out the window. It's not constructive. There's no reason. It's just people trying to troll, which is probably what BA at least was doing last night. Um, and whatever Had to have been, right? I mean, if we right. get right into that, like uh, I loved watching it. It was it was great to have the guys back. But BA spent the entire time just saying the same things over and over again, which is the show needs Blind Mike, right. and they're not going to be successful without Blind Mike. And this is all like Blind Mike is the straw that's stirring this drink, which it, it was insanity. It was total total nonsense, and I loved every every part of it. So yeah, and I think like Kirk's really good at uh, he hears criticisms and he he focuses on like an individual to like he hears criticisms from different people. And he focuses on an individual to, to kind of blast off. So that's what he did. Like, I'm sure he knew that BA was trolling, but he targeted those guys uh, with the anger of what he'd been hearing from other people. And that's why we got such a fiery show today, which was awesome. It was great. That was great. VD. Yeah. Here's the thing. I I love the Mincel guys. I love the Mincel show. Um, but I understand Kirk getting upset about it. And I think it's a fair request to say, if you're going to criticize the show, listen to it. Now, between civilized humans, that might be a fair request, but we're on the internet and you're in the content game where it's like having standards for human behavior isn't necessarily the smartest thing on the internet because people are, like he said, behind a wall, they're acting crazy. You know, B.A., is he consciously trolling? I wouldn't even give him that much credit. I think he's just a funny, like, idiot that just gets on a camera and says the first thing that comes into his mind and yeah. sometimes struggles to say those words. Like, he was <laughs> saying substance abuse, which I will be, uh, I'll, be, I'll be bringing that to my next AA meeting for sure. <laughs> substance abuse. But um, I don't know. It, it it led to the one of the best shows in the last month. And I'm also not going to give the Mincel guys credit for that. Like, oh, they had the foresight to be like, if we go after Kirk, we'll get Scorched Earth Kirk tomorrow. But Scorched Earth Kirk is, is one of the best Kirks there is. I love it. We all love the inside stuff. I want the walls to be closing in on me. Yeah. Um, and it has been kind of a tumultuous week with people that I would never even expect coming out and saying, you know, the show's missing something. Some people say it's Blind Mike. You know, idiots like Ziggy say, oh, Steve is ruining the show when he's clearly one of the best producers in the business, does nothing mm -hmm. but add value, does the sure. job of like three to four people. But, you know, Ziggy's able to look past that and be like, oh, he, he mispronounced someone's name. Uh, cancel the podcast. <laughs> but um, other than that, and I'll admit, even I early in the week was like, man, Maybe it was after a Tuesday show or something. I was just I was pissed off because things were happening in life, but also because I'm I'm so passionate about this show that I do have such a high expectation for it. And I think Kirk is right when he said he doesn't owe anybody anything. And once I'm able to kind of take a step back, like I'm not somebody who thinks they have to agree with everything Kirk says and and if they don't, like he's wrong. It's kind of a lib. Uh, move that people get on just like oh people that hate calls think if there's calls the show sucks i take a step back in that regard but i also do have empathy for people who 
criticize the show because I know it comes from a place of passion where it's like my favorite bands over the years, you know, art changes. Art is like a living and breathing thing. And I might sound douchey calling a podcast art, but the only people that will accuse me of that are people who don't make art. Like it is something they're putting out there every day. It exists forever. So everything's going to change. Of course, the show is not the same as when it started a year and a half ago, but I still listen every day. You know, I have it has ups and downs with the fan base. Like Kirk said, some days I love and some days I'm like, ah, that was a tough show. And I think part of that is Kirk has been trolling the secret project on people like, oh, I want to get away from the Minifans. And he knows what he's doing when he says that. And people get offended by that. People love this show. So, you know, there's a little bit of blame to go around everywhere, but overall I'm here. It was a wild ride the week. It's a roller coaster ride, but roller coasters are are fun, and it ended on a high note for me. Oh, it's great! A lot this, of, you know, this 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 show was an amazing end to a week that, you know, for the most part, like I, I wasn't a big fan of Monday's show, Tuesday's show. I really liked, or I think it was Tuesday, where you know Kirk was fired up about the Globe. So like he's immediately angry, engaged. That was a great one. You know, Wednesday and Thursday. You know, they're still good shows, but they weren't really the things that I was thinking about. So it was like two of the shows this week I thought were really good. And the third one I thought was a great swing by them trying to do something different different with the Robinson Report, which we'll talk about later. But then also, great too, show. Like, obviously, for you, yes. <laughs> but so, like, he's and Kirk's doing a, a troll job all the time, like with this, this special project. So it's pissing people off. And we're seeing a lot of criticism uh online i'm seeing it a lot on the subreddit uh the discord was still alive i'd see it there too and we're seeing it on twitter um so these things are out there so we're going to talk about them which is exactly why i tweeted out what i tweeted out this morning to get that feedback ziggy so that we could talk about these things because we are a fan show it would be ridiculous it would be dec level ridiculous (laughs) to not listen to a show and then talk about that show as a podcast, and then also not talk about what the fans are talking about. You'd have to be a fucking asshole. Agreed. Not now, agreed. before before right. Ziggy takes us away, I can't I respond say, to you. I can't I respond to either of the things you guys if said. If you're, if you're, <laughs> if you're, if you're, I, real quick, if you're drowsy, please step away because Ziggy is about to spin <laughs> the shit out of this. Because Ziggy was big mad at Red this morning. I think it stems from him being a little jealous that Red got the Kirk retweet and Ziggy didn't. He's very passionate about that. But Ziggy, please take it away and let's hear what you got to spin. First off, this is why at the end of each segment I say, hold on, I have another thought. Because you guys don't give me the time to rebuttal and give my (laughs) follow-up points to your follow-up points. I have some very good points here. So the first one, if I can remember, it was so long ago before I was last allowed to talk. Um, The first point I would like to make was about... Sensitive Steve from Providence. So he was the one that said, like, it feels shitty to hear Kirk say he wants to get rid of the Minifans. And I I mean, I, it's hard not to agree with that, right? Like KMS, it's kind of like a soap opera. It's this unique world that Kirk's created where the fans are the fourth member of the show. He, he allows this access. And we do, I think, take it for granted. But when we hear him, and even if it's a joke, even if it's 10% joke, 90% joke when he says, I just want to like get rid myself of the Minifans. Like it, it, it's not, it's hard not to take that personally because we're so personally connected to the show. Um, but it was, it was Kirk's Periscope on Wednesday where he actually wrote it down because I thought it was, I don't know how many people listen to the Periscope, um, but I thought it was worth like people hearing where so he acknowledged, like we've been joking about how the show uh, 
will be limited going forward and me not caring about the show. But of course, I care just as much about the show as I ever have. I'm just really into the new project. Like there's so many hours, there's only so many hours in the day. And Kirk puts more time into KMS than I think people realize. Um, it's not like he just shows up and he does the podcast and then he leaves. Like he's thinking about it throughout the day. So when he has this new project, which we know is taking time, like that just takes away time from from the show. So when people say he's he's checked out or he doesn't care anymore, I think it's just the focus right now is to get this special project, secret project off the ground. Um, and when you have dead weight like Steve Robinson involved, like you really need to work hard to get something off the ground like that. Um, so he's just excited about it. And I think we can just should give the benefit of the doubt and be excited with him instead of being frustrated, which is like you said, right, like kind of the natural thing when you hear um, when you hear him just kind of troll, as you said, right. the secret project with giving details, you want to know, but you can't, you can't be excited with them because you don't know what's going on. So I want to, I want to ask you a question, Zig, I might put you on the spot here. Yeah. So uh, one of the criticisms I've seen uh, from others is that he's checked out on the show. Um, he doesn't care as much about the show because it's not doing as well as he'd like. And so now he's focusing his, um, you know, his motivation on this other project because he thinks it's going to be bigger or better. Right. So I'm seeing that a lot. But then also um, and I'll just show my cards. What I think it is, is more that, um, you know, he's he's putting more time into this and he's kind of burning the candle on both ends. And also there is a factor in that, you know, he's, he's got his personal life where he's got his family at home and, you know, everybody's dealing with that where they're, you know, if you have kids, it's, it's taking up a lot of your time right now when it comes to things at home too. So I just think he's burning the candle at both ends with this new project and also KMS. Um, so if you're hearing that criticism, are you, uh, what are your thoughts on, that like are you well thinking yeah i mean it's this is a long red question but are you thinking that, that first question, or are you thinking maybe there's a justification for what's going on here yeah it's the rare question i didn't tune out of um i think yeah. what you said was people are saying that it's not successful like uh the barstool the the sales coming in from barstool is at an all-time high like the number of ad reads they do reads. um and i think today or yesterday they mentioned uh how like barstool the barstool is still very happy with the numbers like that's that's stupid to say that's the reason. Um, uh, you said something else. I don't remember what it was. I guess the question was too long. Yeah, you weren't listening to me at all. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, I hear a lot of what you're saying, Red. I don't like feel bad for Kirk because he's being able to like chase his dream and make some second podcast. That's something he's always wanted to do. Like, right. Obviously, that's a lot more work. And yes, people with kids are the worst. Just get a fucking dog. I mean, <laughs> that, when I heard Kirk say we've been having shorter shows because people have kids, I I wanted to kill every kid in, in a hundred mile radius of me because that's <laughs> such Laura a Lynn just doesn't people, people need people need from their kids. Like kids right. are enough as it is. Kids are twenty four seven. Give people as much as they can possibly get to escape from kids. Kids are the worst. Get a dog. There's lots of dogs for adoption. Over 13,000 dogs in LA get euthanized every year. I will ship you a dog. I will personally deliver you a dog. Don't have a kid. Yeah, please don't ship the dogs. Yeah, they would get two hours. I mean, humanely. But um, regardless, I, I don't feel bad for Kirk being busy because obviously he's he's being able to create stuff. It's what he loves to do. Yes, it's strenuous. And you call Steve Robinson dead weight. I mean, are you saying Kirk would carry around dead weight to do a new project of his dreams? That's a stupid thing to we say. Know Kirk, we, we know Kirk's not going to Kirk. push the it's buttons. It's an so. insult to Kirk. He needs to push the buttons. <laughs> he um, even I, said in his own words that Steve is a big part of the new project. Steve, 
I'm tr- I, I love Steve. I don't know if Steve is as excited about the new project as Kirk. I will say that oh, maybe maybe it's just like his reactions on air are underwhelming because he's not great at being put on the spot. I'll circle back to that when we discuss the Robinson report because people that say he can't improv are dead in the water. Ziggy owes me an apology because that was great. He had no warning about that and he snapped into it. But um, I, I think it probably is just Steve being like not great at off the spur stuff. But when Kirk asked him, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, it'd be great. But um, so I don't know. I just I get that vibe a little bit. VD. Uh, and again, I'm asking these questions because I'm I, I yeah, wait I, real quick. I, I, can I we say, don't care about your question. I'm rephrasing it. Steve is cautiously optimistic about the new project. Yeah, I haven't. I actually haven't picked things. up on that. I, I honestly, and I look. For I think every, I look for every criticism of Steve. I haven't seen that. It's it's not a criticism of Steve. It's probably in my own mind. Where as soon as Kirk is saying, "Oh, it's great," and even Portnoy says it's great, which is a huge endorsement. Even Ba the troll admitted that. Um, I just get worried whenever things are hyped up because I, it's my own insecurities. I'm like, Oh, it's not going to be as good as they say, but um, proceed. So my question is, and again, I'm asking these questions. I'm not doing that thing where I think this and I'm just phrasing it as somebody's asking these questions. People are saying, people are saying saying these things. So (laughs) is the show is the Kirkman hand show. Is it in a slump VD? Are you calling this a slump? I guess it would depend. I think Mayo asked that. Thanks for watching. Of course, Mayo asks that. Mayo's the worst, by the way. I'm he's dead. He's dead to me. Um, (laughs) I wouldn't say the show is in a slump just because I know everything else going around. Is the show day for day? Is last if I took this week of the show and I compared it to eight months ago of a random week of the show from then, is it the same way I like it? No. But that's because I love inside stuff. If you asked 100 people that same question, they'd all have a different answer. For every person I see hating on the show, I see someone else chiming in and being like, Kirk, just do what you do. I'm loving it. You know, I hate the YouTube, whatever. So there's never going to be a consensus answer on that, especially with something that people are this passionate about. But I even think about it like, you know, even Dylan went electric, you know, even all my favorite bands. If I love their first five albums, I probably hate their last five. And I'm not saying I'm at a place where I hate the show now, but it's just... Like I said, it's art. And when you have preferences about things, there's never going to be a consensus. Have I been frustrated with the show more recently than I had been six months ago? Absolutely. But I'll Absolutely. tell you what, I'm, ex- I'm excited for Blind Mike on Monday and that awkwardness. That's going to yeah, be great. I'll so be nice. trying to call in. But So so I'm going to put you on the spot too, Ziggy, a little yep. bit. but And we'll see what we get for an answer from you. But is God the show, did. yes or no, mm-hmm. is the show in a slump, Ziggy Robinson? Um, not a yes or no question. I will say if your definition of, listen, if you're going off the sports terminology, if your definition of a slump is a non injury related, um, like downturn in performance, like if I I think the injury factor is big. So the injury here is losing a member of the show. Yes. Who you called for their job, by the way. We can get to the mic debate later. Yes. My, my, so if you're willing to say, okay, it's not a slump because they they're missing someone from the show, a third person, then no, it's not. If if you can't give that disclaimer, then sure, it's in a slump, meaning it's not the performance isn't where it's at. In my opinion, the show is ideal with three people. Um, we everyone knows, like everyone's talked about the punching bag. Um, I personally like Mike. I think he brings a humorous element. I know others would like to see someone else 
whatever. Again, we can debate that later. Yeah. Um, I like three people because it's, and this isn't the shit. This isn't the Steve shtick. I just don't think Steve is as good on the air. So when there's a third person there, it's less Steve talking. Like that's my honest belief. I don't think he can keep up with Kirk. I think Mike can keep up with Kirk. And I think Kirk is, it's really funny to me when Kirk dumps on Mike or has a punching bag. So I, I think the show is best with three people. I think um, they've been creative in figuring out some stuff to do with only two. Like this week we had the globe bashing, like the globe centric show. We had the Robinson right. report. We had today where it was just focused on, uh, on the criticisms. And then obviously we have the secret project. So it's, it, it's just different. Um, yeah, I think losing a third member of the show, like that's, you're going to have a change in, in the output. And we had no, we had to squeeze out again of Carabas, a total squeeze out. I mean, right. uh, well, that was, I think, because Wednesday they were so busy with the uh, special project stuff. Well, I'm tired. I, again, I'm going to hold Steve, the executive producer, like this is another week where I expected my guy Carabas in and he was not in. So that also cut me deep, Steve. So that's a squeeze out. Okay. I'm a rider. For Carabas. You don't so. you don't think Steve, Kirk, and Carabas have like a group chat where they're just like, hey, can you do this or that? You know, oh, no, I think Kirk is behind the wheel of this. If he says Steve well, get Carabas want- on, he gets him on. It's not like no. Steve comes in and is like, Kirk, you know what? Uh, I think uh Carabas would be great on the show tomorrow. Like that's not his role. He knows his role. Right. I just the unfair criticism. Well, I, okay. Well, maybe, maybe it was, but I my thing is like this show was so good last November. And so I think the fans are seeing what it was then because we're going back through. We always re-listen to these shows. And, uh, you know, what we were getting last November was some of the, the best podcasting I've ever heard. And still, so the fans are upset about that, and I get that. But if you go back through and listen to some podcasts that are out there now, whatever you think KMS is now – like it's still miles away from those other podcasts. Some of, some of those other podcasts are really, really bad. I do enjoy some of the Barstool ones, but it's not the same as the Kirk Minahan show. And when they go inside, I love it even more. And like you said, VD, I know some others don't, but that's probably what I'm missing most of all because it seems like it's just been kind of meat and potatoes for the most part these last couple of weeks. But when they go inside, I love that shit. But I know that's in, not for everybody else. In regards to the meat and potato things, I do think we all have to take a step back and objectively say that, like, the 1,000 people who are super active on Minifan Twitter, we are obviously right. a very vocal minority. So for all I know, there could be 99,000 people listening to the show who are like, I don't give a shit about any of this inside stuff. I want Steve's political takes. I want to know what Kirk thinks about Ed Markey or whatever. So I do have an awareness of the fact that we are different in that regard. But at the same time, yeah, I, I do love the inside stuff. And I don't think there's another podcast that says like malleable, not in the sense that fans can change it, but it, in the sense that fans have a voice and there's like a two-way communication there. Um, and that's really unique. And that's what makes the show so unique. And that's what makes people so passionate about, but about the show, but it's a double-edged sword because if those passionate people, if you start to um, deviate from the course they want you to, they're going to be very vocal about it. And we've been running into a little bit of that lately. For yeah. Sure. I mean, this is this is my sports team. This is my favorite sports team. Um, I can't root for yeah. the Wolverines right now. So. And another thing I forgot to say is yeah. 
the Pete, there is an audience of people who are like, oh, how is Kirk fighting back at BA? Like he, he's he's going back to the mental hospital soon. Like people, the same way people have every right to criticize the show, he has every right to respond. And I know you and Red, uh, Ziggy said you and Red, you guys get a lot of criticism. I'm not too familiar with that. I, I mostly get pretty much unanimously positive feedback, but I imagine that if someone criticized me, I would be upset about it. And it doesn't matter if it's, at you know mike eight four four five six with no avatar on twitter like i he has the right to fight back and it's not like you can't play the oh that's beneath you card um and i do think like i think i said earlier kirk has a fair criticism where it's like if you're going to be on the youtube criticizing the show at least listen to it right and uh i will can definitely concede that point like if you're going to be on there trashing the show you should at least listen to it but um yeah, I, I think it's fair for him to fight back. And if if you're criticizing him, for, I love the fighting. I love the infighting. I love Kirk fighting. Maybe that's just me, but I it's hard. Maybe it's hard for some people to see how when you're being criticized constantly, uh, like you're not going to fight back. But to me, that's obvious. If I, if you talk talk shit about the Miami Hurricanes or the Kansas City Chiefs, like I will wish for you to die very quickly. And you've right. done it before. Kinda, yeah, it, I've done yeah. it before. I blocked it to me Ziggy. A couple times. I blocked Ziggy John probably Taylor, twice Sean a week. Taylor comment. Yeah, he talked. Exactly. He made a slight remark saying something about Sean Taylor that probably wasn't even an insult. And I was no, wishing on. that his. I was wishing that he was dead. I said, I want you to get divorced. He left the, I, he left the chat. Yeah. I left the rundown chat. I block him probably <laughs> twice a week. I have emotions. You know, unlike yeah. Ziggy, I come back around and i apologize and i go whoa yeah, i was way out of line bigger man. This is, yeah i'm a bigger man than ziggy yeah, we can all agree man. there you're but man, yeah i mean kirk has you cut him he bleeds everyone has the right to fight back right yeah and so this is our sports team uh so guys are gonna get upset with him that's the way it goes and he's gonna come back at them and he gives us it's weird that we have an opportunity to do this on his youtube channel it's very strange i give him a ton of credit for doing that and allowing us to be on here and to be either you know, saying great things about the show or criticizing the show. He lets us do that. Uh, Ziggy, any final thoughts on today's show, current state of the show, anything else you got? No, I think just to recap, Kirk said it today. Like he understands that fans think there's going to be ups and downs because he remembers thinking that with Stern. Um, but at the same time, like he's going to, he's going to take that criticism and he might, he might turn it around on whoever's saying it, like VD said. So, and we're fortunate enough that we, that's content for us. Like we really like that content. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just the nature of a show. It's, uh, it's the nature of an everyday show. That's so claustrophobic where it, it can be an echo chamber. The criticism, the, the people that, the people out there that call the diehard fans suck pumped, they're the same people that like to pile on when there's criticism. Um, so they may be the sheep. I don't know. And they're also usually the ones that don't always listen. So there's some of that going on. Uh, you know who you are. Fez. I can't. I how, can't. how mad is Fez that he doesn't get included in any of those Kirk rants? I tweeted that earlier, but it was the first thing that came to my head where Kirk is trashing like B.A. and John and Fez is just sitting there like, Please say Fez, please. And it, you know, he never gets it, but he's still working. He'll still keep going. He'll still yeah, keep so going. Fez will let us know. I don't know what it, I don't know if I'm cheap <laughs> yeah. or pussy. I don't know. I noticed. I noticed that ultimate sheep uh, Jerry's consultant is now. He stuck his his finger up to the Twitter winds and. He's now going anti-show because that's what some people are doing. So he makes Ziggy look like a steel beam. Yeah. Like like he makes Ziggy look rock solid. It's yeah. true. All right. So the new project, the special project, looking ahead, uh, and then we're also going to get into looking ahead to Monday and talking about Mike's return. No uh, pun intended. 
Yeah, because I got some shit for Ziggy. I'm going to get you on this one. Um, the the special project, I know what I said before. I was trolling. I was talking about the golf tournament, okay? The fun <laughs> that troll. I know oh I was out there trolling. The worst guest of I all I know time. it's not going to be the golf tournament, okay? I think Ziggy is on the right oh. track, I believe, with the breadcrumbs. You're, you're pretty good at the breadcrumbs. Uh, VD, do you have any guesses on what we're looking at here? Hopefully, sometime Kirk will stop trolling us and stop talking about this fucking thing and just doing it. Okay, don't tell me how bad the labor was. Show me the fucking baby. Okay. My my main guess is that Ziggy will be wrong, but claim he was right oh, in yeah. some regards. So I'm kind of time. predicting That's Ziggy's true. response more than I'm predicting the project. But there's been a lot of chatter about it. I do think it'll be. I think people pigeonhole it too much where they're like, oh, it's a mental health thing. It's an addiction thing. I think it'll just be kind of an evolved version of Enough About Me where it's interview style um, meets investigative journalism stuff that Kirk is interested in the local area. And I'm not I can't really go too much more than that. There's a lot of speculation about, oh, he was in Fall River, um, blah, blah, blah. I, I'm not willing to go to that detail. I just think it'll be uh conglomeration of his passions which is like hypocrisy and investigative journalism mental health and entertainment and i don't know i i've said earlier there's there's the danger of over overhyping things but that's probably me just being greedy and wanting to know now um ziggy he's much more on the bread comes he, he claims to be a journalist he's he's wrong about 90 percent of the stuff he accuses steve of but he tries so well, yeah, for, real quick BD, how, before ziggy before you get yeah. there i was gonna say that uh typically you have in the past been investigative journalist uh now currently uh new ziggy you're very you're new ziggy you're very chummy with steve robinson and no. we, can get to that later. we can get to that later as well okay okay so i'm just curious you know in your investigations what have you pulled up here so far uh well first off vd you think his you think the seeger project is going to be a conglomeration of mental health investigation hypocrisy and entertainment is he going to like dance at the end or what kind of entertainment is is that i i just watched Step Brothers the other day and kind of i i looked at their pitch they have for what's their company called uh prestige worldwide yeah, yeah. and i i just kind of tried to steal some buzzwords okay. from that so i can blanket <laughs> everything and then when it happens i can claim it but yeah. i know See, you're kind of you're one do step listen. ahead of me you're one right. step ahead of me in that regard so I'll yeah, like like you said, I'm throwing like the whole like a fistful of darts at the wall because I will, I will say something at some point that will be correct, so then I can take <laughs> take claim victory for it. Um, we did get some more clues, like they like it's pretty clear, it's going to be interviewing people. It's pretty clear that it's uh, it, it's going to be like a heavy weighty subject. I I think it will be pretty specific, uh, focused on a certain topic, um, and I say that partly because uh, of early how Kirk talked about it, but also <clears throat> thinking about how Kirk would describe it to Dave. Cause when you're, when you're ex explaining something to Portnoy, you need to be pretty clear. Like, otherwise he's not going to get it and just say no. So I think it's like, this is, I, I think the pitch was, this is my, this is what I want to do. It's on this subject. And, and he, and he said, yeah, that that's a good idea. Why are you shaking your head? What's wrong with what I just said? Everything. I don't I think. Didn't even say anything. <laughs> I don't think you need to be clear when pitching something to Portnoy. I think he has an incredible talent for just knowing content that will work. Like, do you sure. think when Big Cat 
pitched PMT. He was like, oh, it'll be funny. Like, we have all these segments. We're going to have guys on chicks. We're going to have this. No, I think he was just like, we're going to do a sports show, but non-douchey, you know? I think it could be as simple as Kirk saying, like, you know, I'm interested <laughs> in telling these stories. And yeah. I so yeah, okay. So maybe we're not too far off. And my <clears throat> what I what I'm thinking now, where where I'm currently at, the current last start that I threw is it is going to be looking at child abuse type stories. Um, not like church scandal, but like Ariel Castro, kids in the basement, because they talked about the basement today, right? They talked about sure. maybe a uh, I think Steve said a cognitive disabled person there when they're talking about justin quick google search fall river basement abuse you get some you get some hits there obviously same with brockton that's my guess um that it's going to be something about uh in talking to maybe victims or people involved in those really tragic sad stories i don't think he'll be doing a dance at the end i don't think it'll be much in entertainment um but i really think it's going to be a total 180 from KMS, which they've talked about, like when, what, is it, what was it, Wednesday, they were recording and then they got the call. Um, and they went right back into like taking calls and they said how different, like how, how, how different it was going back and forth. So not going to be a lot of laughs, but I think it's going to be telling stories um, that are just something you haven't heard before, which is to me why it's going to be different. Um, so yeah, that's my latest guess, some kind of child abuse or like Ariel Castro type story. Child abuse, huh? Child abuse yeah. sounds like a, a bob, sounds like a bundle of fun. Which is why, which is why maybe Kirk threw out that uh that his very dark his very dark child abuse story of being put in timeout as a kid. To, to be fair, he said it's something he's always wanted to do. And he you think child that abuse. box you think that box he's wanted to check his whole career is I need to talk oh, yeah. more about child abuse. Yep. All right. Because my dad made me stand in the corner. Like, <laughs> by the way, very soft. soft. Very soft. soft. Very soft. But like, everyone has their own, you know, all neuroses stem from the immediate family and our perception of the parents and they have of the world. So I understand where he's coming from with that, but very soft. I mean, I would get the spoon for being the an spoon, idiot. Spoon, the, the soap in the mouth. <laughs> right. Like, like just standing in the corner sounds like a vacation. This should come My as a no surprise. Would, they would have paid me to stand in the corner and yeah. leave them alone. You know, I did everything I could to avoid punishment. That should come as no surprise. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, no, but, but I, I, I do think maybe I'm undercounting the fact that Kirk's throwing out those red herring clues. Um, that he, he's, he's giving some red crumbs that he wants people to maybe follow down the wrong path. Um, because every time I think I have it, then I think, oh, but that doesn't make sense. Like. Why would he need? I don't think Big Cat knows any celebrities that have suffered child abuse problems. That, so there's all these like, or they talked about Saudi Arabia, like oh something Saudi Arabia kind of relates to what that's they, so. That's why I think everyone's trying to pigeonhole it too much. I think it's yeah. just shit that Kirk is interested in, which sounds like a cop out answer, but that's what I'm going for. All right, mental okay. health entertainment but, podcast. Yeah, we're gonna get out of that because that was really depressing. Uh, Blind Mike. He's coming back Monday, and and to to give this some context, I wasn't here for the Mayo show, and there was a lot of Mike talk in there. And Ziggy, I don't know where you stand now. If you're pro blind Mike, if you're anti blind Mike, Kirk referenced it today in the show. 
you're somebody you're somebody I thought of, and I know VD thought of you right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. About the guys who were hating Blind Mike, which you were. You were. You called into his place of business okay. in front of his boss, and then you totally just I mean, you're you're people say that Steve from Providence killed Mike, but you set him up for that one right there. You gave you gave Steve the gun for sure. So you've killed Mike in the past, and now you've been on Twitter claiming that you're this Mike fan and you can't wait for your know, gearhead and Mike's gonna Never save so. the show. He's gonna save the show on Monday. Big Mike coming back. So you must be very excited about so this. So I, I don't know if you saw, I cut a little uh, little hole in here to drink water. I don't know how you're fitting all those words through that tiny little hole <laughs> to put in my <laughs> mouth. Um, okay. I, I am one to sit on the fence, but I feel like with this subject, I've been, I've been firmly planted on my position since day one of the show. <clears throat> I like Mike on the show. I think he is funny on the show. I think he is good. Mm -hmm. To get Kirk to the second level of jokes, he can riff, he can banter, he can do all that that Steve can on the show. Sure. I don't like Mike off the show. I think he's lazy. I think he's uncreative with coming up with ideas, right? And right before I called into that show. Can I stop you right there? Yes, you can. So when he's coming onto the show, is he bringing a lot of energy onto the show? Is he bringing a lot of ideas onto the show? Is he doing that too? No, he could be better. I agree he could be better at that, but I think he is still good. There unlimited potential. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that, but I, I like him on the show. I, I don't like I want, him off the show. Okay, but I wanted to be clear because I didn't yes. know if he went to blind camp or if he went to talent camp. I wasn't sure where he's been. He doesn't need any more talent. still going to be the same guy. Is he not going to be the same guy? I don't know. I mean, who's to say? But will he take jokes the wrong way and will he get mopey? Who knows? I... Yeah, he, he, he did peak right like back in maybe October, November, pre Madawaska, and then yeah. stuff happened, and yeah. then he went downhill, and I called him out for it. Right, I okay. said his, I, I, I think I said what he was doing off the show or what he wasn't doing off the show, like the the bad YouTube ideas, all that was. It got to the point where it was distracting my view of him on the show. Meaning, I liked him on the show, but he was not doing. He was bothering me so much off the show that it made me like him less on the show. But I've been very, from the beginning, I've liked Mike on the show. And I've, I think he's stuck around because Kirk also likes him. He, Kirk thinks he's funny, which means I have to think he's funny. Okay. No, I actually, I do think he's sure. funny. He makes me laugh. When, when they called him last week, he had that, he had like two really quick witted jokes that um, at least they'd seem quick witted to me because we're used to Kirk talking to Steve who needs like, the handholding from Kirk to get the jokes that he's, he's trying to lay them up for. Right. Um, but so here's my, here's my frustration is you and I go back and forth on this. Um, you use that moment where he called in, where he had that moment with, with Kirk on the show. And that was basically like, that was your victory lap. You're like, yep. see, Mike's going to be great on the show. He said because he was funny one time. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. You're the bar is lowered. So, so low for Mike. I don't want someone to come and like steal the spotlight from Kirk. It's the Kirk Minahan show. I just think Kirk is amplified. I don't think it. you have to worry. I don't think you have to worry about Mike coming in and stealing the show from Kirk. I think what you're experiencing right now is the inverse of what I said with Carabas, where it's shiny new toy. I think the inverse of it is dusty old video game on the shelf that i haven't played in a while which is mike and as soon as you put it in in, in the console and you start playing you're like oh yeah this is why i stopped playing this game it's it's very <laughs> flawed 
Now, I will say on a human level, I do like Mike. I do wish the best for him. He's, He's a, a great nice guy. guy. He's a nice guy. All nice that. Guy. But I do think um, there is some recency bias uh, involved in Ziggy's victory laps. And uh, I understand what you're saying with the off-the-show stuff versus on-the-show stuff. But the off-the-show off stuff is directly correlated to what happens on the show because every criticism you had of him on the show was he's not prepared. He has no initiative. Um is he going to get sensitive at times and get in a mood? Of course, but that's good radio. I mean, he's human. He's not going to come back superhuman with all his flaws fixed. But I do think um, him taking some time away will probably allow him to appreciate the show more and like realize what was I going to do kind of without this. Anytime you can take a step back from something, you're going to look at it in a different way. Um, will Monday be the most exciting show in a long time? Absolutely. I anticipate, you know, if everybody kills their kids by Monday, maybe we can get a three-hour show. I actually don't really want the calls. I want I want them to just pick Mike's brain and kind of and really dig the knife no, in and see but, and, and make all the jokes that that Kirk is going to want to make over the next couple months and see I, if he I, can handle it. He's going to be way, way more ruthless than the callers. I want 90, but Kirk uses the callers as yeah, a tool yeah, sure. where it's like, I don't know. he'll go back and forth between having Mike's back and then being like, Oh yeah, Mike, like you weren't listening. Why didn't you listen? Or, you know, press him be like, Oh, you know, you just referenced something that's during a time you said you didn't listen because obviously Mike is listening. To, um, to quote the great president Trump on the show. Uh, Ziggy is Mike going to keep up the charade that is <laughs> I'm not listening to the show and I'm not on Twitter and I'm not checking in. Is he, is he going to keep that charade up? Because there's no way on this earth. He is not listening to the show. I hope he is He's, listening. Oh, absolutely. He is. Yeah. He has to be. I wouldn't so, blame him for it. Right. But this entire time he's claiming that he's not listening. He has no idea what's going on. So they call him up and they have to fill him in on things that he's acting like surprised. Like, what do you mean? What's going on with Justin? Wait, he had, he didn't mm -hmm. film Steve. Like what was Mike doing over the weekend on that Saturday that he didn't realize until Justin called him that this was going on. Bullshit. That there's no way that's real. There's no way. That's I do. I do anticipate Kirk, uh, kind of grinding the wedge between Justin and uh, Mike, the way he did between Mike and Steve. Like I anticipate him kind of uh, throwing gas on that fire. Cause I do think there will be some natural tension there. And then um, I don't know, Ziggy, if you're such a Mike guy and you're oh excited to have him back, have you reached out to him privately and let him know like, many Hey, times. many times, <laughs> many times <laughs> you're, you're in those DMS. I don't know if you are. I don't know, but I'm excited to have him back. I want 90 minutes of Kirk kind of pressing him, and then I want probably 90 minutes of calls. If they if they take if they take calls, I might have to call in and give a live rendition of my Kirk's Blind Mike Pity song. Um, oh yeah. So there, that's a threat. That's a threat. Unless you want to hear that song again, no, no, no. take calls on Mike. Uh, Ziggy, we don't want Mike to go be suicidal again. We want him <laughs> back on the show. Let's let's get on the same page here. That's the other thing is you you wrote a song killing him. You called in killing art. him. As VD mentioned earlier, that was just art, and I was expressing. <laughs> <a little bit. laughs> I was expressing some criticisms. It wasn't. It was like Bruce. He he sings about 
the, the experiences of others, not necessarily himself. Well, so, uh, and the expectations before <laughs> for Mike were he's, he was going to be working like 10 hours a week. Now, going forward, he's going to be working two hours a week. Well, yeah, I, I wanted can, to – He'll kill it. He'll be great. Like, where do you guys think he is with salary? Like, do you think he's still – do you think he's been getting paid, and do you think he will get paid, or did that salary really go to Justin? Part of it had uh, No, I don't think – and this is me speaking out of pocket, but just from listening to clues that they said on air – Justin's obviously not on salary because Steve said I didn't want to pay him to sit in the car to follow Steve from Providence. So he's obviously on some kind of hourly wage. Kirk has said that their two money financial situations are completely separate. Um, I I don't know if Mike is being paid by Barcel. I don't even really want to speculate on that. Right, I, I, I think he probably is just because Portnoy seems to do the right thing in those situations almost always. Um but, but uh, do you think he'll try to, or they will have him get to the same number of hours he was putting in before, which was whatever. 10. I think everything is up in the air. And that's, what's the best part of this show is you, we were discussing before the show, will Mike be back um, just one show and then have another month off? Or is he going to be back every Monday from now on? And I, I think the best part of this show is probably none of that <clears throat> is decided yet and will be decided on air in front of us. Yeah. I do hope he, well, I definitely hope he fights to make it back. And I hope he's kind of given that chance to, to fight, um, to get more, more playing time, so to speak. Um, I don't really, I, if, if I had to the chance to sit down with Kirk, I would ask him why he wants to do a show with just Steve. So he said like a show with Mike, a show with Carabas and a show with just Steve. Like, what is it that he thinks he gets out of the just Steve show that isn't there without either of them? I don't know. I, I just don't, those are my least favorite shows. I've been pretty vocal about that. Um, so I'm just curious, like why I think what's he gets driving to, that. I think it's easy to have that criticism when it's only been just Steve shows, but I think once it's into the Carabas one day, Mike one day, it'll be nice to have kind of a show where Kirk has the reins more and he's not relying totally on like digging into Carabas and finding the weird curse in him or or shitting all over Mike. I think it'll be nice to be able to every now and then have a step back and um, kind of look at maybe more intellectual things, things that Carabas and Mike aren't capable of discussing um, things that Steve is able to keep up with Kirk with. Cause not a lot of people can uh, keep up with Kirk when he gets on an intellectual uh, level. And I mean, most people can't keep up. Hopefully Kirk can keep up with big Steve when they start getting pretty intellectual. Oh, yeah, I know that's going to be tough yeah. to keep up big steve but steve what the way he speaks like you can hear the tuition cost in his vocabulary almost like some people say that's douchey i think it's uh i think it's one of his best traits is that his tuition directly translated into an incredible vocabulary and just a great presentation yeah Um, yeah real quick before we wrap up this segment uh if the secret project is as uh, serious as it seems like it will be is there a chance that we will get mpr mike as the host of that because it Zero. seems like they're going the, MP- the mpr type um serial i know zero percent but that would be kind of funny maybe mike could parody the child abuse podcast um, <laughs> well, it, <laughs> it, it is mike's best character that he does i do love the mpr mike uh i think there's a little bit of recency bias too when it comes to the kirk and steve show I, I've actually really enjoyed those shows early on when, when Mike was first away. Um, I don't think the slump 
that sometimes the show has been in is because it's the Kirk and Steve show. I think it's more because Kirk and Steve are also grinding on this other project too. And like I said, so they're, they've been very, very busy. So I think that's why there's been that, that slump and that criticism out there. The Kirk and Steve show I've actually really liked and being three days a week, I think makes it even better. I think Mike one day a week and Carabas one day a week makes that better. It's also better for the show when you're talking about selling uh, and, and the ads and the ad rev, which I know Steve gets a, a hard on for, like that's going to be big time for him too. So I think three days a week is actually going to be very good. And, and like Kirk said, it's still going to be two hours. So you're still going to get six hours of show, you know, plus the new project too. So I'm actually looking yeah. really forward to it. And, you know, the jokes about Mike aside, Mike one day a week, uh, you know, focusing on that one day, I think he's going to kill it. I think he'll do really great. At that and time. I do just before we move on, I have to acknowledge just the same way that I'm an unapologetic Rob fan and the same way that warden of the North is the only true Steve hater. There wow. is only one true gearhead. Wow. And I know Kirk and Steve and a lot of people hate him, but blind, blind advocate. Owl. Oh, blind, no, advocate. blind advocate. Blind, blind owl. Blind owl is a fraud. Blind owl is a fraud. Um, <laughs> Blind advocate, his tweets are can be super douchey if you don't know the guy, but he is the one guy who since day one of the podcast has been a blind Mike guy, and you know he takes it way too far where he says blind Mike carries the show, and he's insane and delusional in that regard. But I just you know game recognize game, blind advocate back. He's the only true gearhead. Anyone else that claims to be a gearhead is a fraud, and I'm putting you on notice. Yeah. I, I still consider myself a Steve hater. That really hurt. Oh, you said there, VD. That's, um, that's so delusional. Me and you should see me really and That you should me see deep. me in Warden's DMs about you thinking you're a Steve hater. It's oh, oh my god. god. Is oh, Warden I'm really? Not, is Warden just, really a Steve hater if he's frequently DMing with the Steve uh, Goat Robin? Yes, because it's exactly what I just said. Real, recognize real. He respects me know. the same way. It's like that's what's wrong with this country is, you know, the, the biggest Democrat can't get along with the biggest Republican. Me and Warden have a utopian style friendship where we understand and empathize with each other, but completely disagree on the details of the subject. But we're still able to love each other. America, take notes. Well, OK, well, I, I, I don't believe in dictatorships. I believe in freedom and I believe in America. So I believe that we can all be what we want to be in this country. So I don't follow your line of thinking or the wardens. I still consider myself a Steve hater. I don't call in and giggle with him like some people do. Ziggy. Oh. So it is what it is. Uh, we will move on from this topic and we will talk about the random notes for the even week. though even though you started the segment saying trying to get me in a gotcha situation. And I very clearly as clear as I've ever spoken laid out my beliefs. And then you just backed down and said you like Mike too. So didn't listen to a word of that. Moving on. We're mo- we're moving on. Job Kirk, get your get oh, job okay. Kirk screening the calls over there. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to didn't mean to do that. All right, so the random notes uh, the segment that we cover the week because uh, there's so much going on in the show, and you just might miss it when it comes to everything that they have with the callers and the funny stuff and the poem. From Steve Robinson this week, uh, the Robinson Report show, um, the Saudi Arabia vamping and, and all that was, you know, there was still a lot of good stuff beyond just the Friday show. Um, with the Robinson Report show, when I saw that tweet, VD, I knew, I was like, that motherfucker, Kirk is going <laughs> to do this. He's seen us complain about this, how much we don't want to have Steve do this. So he just doubles down on it and 
I, I don't know what time you woke up. If you saw that, I was so pissed. And then I loved the show. I loved it. It was, it was funny to me. Steve is unintentionally funny, which is still funny. So apparently I don't get to be a Steve hater anymore. So I'll say something nice about Steve, but I'm sure you love the Robinson report VD. I'm sure. Owning it, libs. It was bliss. And Ziggy, this moron owes Steve such an apology. You know, him yep. and Steve have been pretty wow. chummy recently. Nope. So we'll, I'm not nice. even sure. Like, uh, you know, he might have to resign from his title of Steve Ombudsman, which is <laughs> BA's actually new favorite word. I don't know who, I don't know who <laughs> sent him that word, but he loves it. Um, so, and then, you know, Ziggy was very complimentary of the poem and the DMs. We'll see if he brings that on air or if he's going to just kind of go with the wind and st- stay in his shtick. But uh, the Robinson Report, to everyone who says Steve can't improv, Steve's not funny, suck it. Because on if you think that was pre-planned, you're an idiot. Steve, at the drop of a hat, I've always said it, just like Kirk can snap into sports talk, Steve can snap into political talk. Kirk did not carry his weight as a producer. Um, I didn't see a lot of people criticizing Kirk the same way they criticized Steve. Uh, I did, I think, publicly call for Kirk to be fired from the Robinson Report just because uh, he Fowler, was pretty re- did. Fowler, Fowler did. did, but I tweeted it first. I'll let it slide, Fowler, because <laughs> you're my guy. He clearly saw my tweet and just paraphrased it in a much less humorous way, humorless way, and <laughs> he got the retweet and the acknowledgement. I'm a Fowler guy. I've ignored some of his tweets yeah. uh, propping up Jeff Nadu tonight, so we're we're kind of on thin ice with Fowler, but he's a great guy. Um, but yeah, the Robinson report was great. It was big Steve at his best. So Pete, I definitely Steve. think, I definitely think Steve was given the heads up beforehand. Um, I don't necessarily have a reason why I just, that, that was kind of my gut when hearing it, that I don't, I don't think Kirk would just hand over the reins like that with the chance that Steve was going to, and Kirk, even by the end, kept like pulling him back in, um, and, and kind of taking the reins over, but either way, you, you think Kirk is the type of broadcaster that on the way to the studio, he texted Steve and said, "Oh, by the way, Steve, heads up, I'm no. going to put you on the spot." And you're I think do they a probably Robinson talked report? about. I think they probably talked about it the day before. To be honest, they talked. They it seems much to my chagrin that they're they're best of pals outside of the show and that they text frequently about the show. But Kirk is all about like doing things on the spot. Like okay, either way, think, either way. If you think he would give Steve the courtesy of a heads up for that, you're insane. Yeah, especially you're insane. Want to put Steve on the spot because you could tell yeah. during that show like he was going to make Steve say a name here that Steve couldn't pull from and yeah. he liked to put Steve in uncomfortable situations and see how he can or cannot ad lib. So, so Kirk, you, Kirk isn't Brandon Walker. He's not going to be like, hey, Steve – uh, we're going to play this up tomorrow. You know, he's not the WWE style where he's like, let's get some content out of this. I'm going to throw you under the bus, blah, blah, blah. Kirk can slide in the private uh, rundown chat and let us know who's right. But I think there's a 0% chance Steve had any idea that was coming before the if show Kirk, started. If Kirk really wanted to put him on the spot, he would have said, Steve, you are now the host of a morning sports show and you're going to take sports calls from the listeners who wants to hear that he he gave him a softball of letting him do political stuff but my issue i did it was entertaining i did like it steve had some funny moments my issue was if you're if you're expecting the robinson report who are you expecting steve robinson or se robinson se robinson the latter right and what is se robinson what is that whole shtick kind of known for being hard Uh, right being right not being down the middle moderate but what we got was moderate 
sometimes left of center, sometimes right, sometimes way right, which is what Steve is. He's all over the place. The way he was answering questions, like he would do the 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 radio voice and he would talk really fast. That's kind of like the SE shtick is he talks really fast and he says, um, uh, you know what? Hey, this is what like he he was going a mile a minute, but his actual opinions were down the middle. Like he was saying that um, Trump should, what was he saying? Like Trump should be cooperative with Biden in the transition. That's not something SC Robinson would say. Like that's a pretty moderate take. He also, one caller called about Jeffrey Tubin. He was like, yeah, Jeffrey Tubin's a good friend of mine. That's not something SC Robinson would say. He also said the same thing about Cuomo. He said, Cuomo's a good friend of mine. That's not something. So <clears throat> the voice was funny. It made me laugh, but the actual substance of of the improv was not really there. It was just kind of his own talking points with the radio voice added on. So that are was you, my that was my way of criticizing what was a pretty entertaining show. Can I? So are you saying are you more along the lines of the Warden of the North that uh, S.E. Robinson is a lie or K.M.S. Steve is a lie? What? Which one? Who is he? What is he? That was a great tweet by Warden. I think Steve uh, to to take. VD's tuition word. I think Steve is malleable and I think he he goes with whatever he thinks. And I've said this before, whatever he, he thinks people want to hear, that's what he says. Um, so he's, depending on who's debating. So when he's up against Tom Hartman, he's going to be the exact opposite because he knows that he needs to be, he needs to stick out on a show like that. With When he's with Howie, he's going to agree with Howie. When he's with Kirk, he's going to agree with Kirk. And um, when he's at, when he's at Bone, he's going to agree with Super the Steve. Right. Super exactly. It's so, not. I don't know. <laughs> it, it's not about what side he's on, and this is the big. Like I'm trying to have compassion for you guys not being able to keep up with the show and keep this up. Is with meta. I like this. This is gonna get. But for it's me. not about is he left or is he right. It's about he's better than you and he's smarter than you and he can put you in a pretzel, which is the same thing Kirk has. It's the same thing Portnoy has. It's the same thing all great entertainers have. If you try to lock them in to viewpoints you just become ben shapiro who's not interesting and is just gonna like you know read the talking points and stick to them with no logic people that are different people that are entertainers the quality of steve the quality of kirk they're not bound to ideas they're bound to just being better than you and being able to dismantle you mentally and make you a mental midget pretty similar to what i do to ziggy robinson on this That's show true. every week yeah. can we so, can we talk about the mad dog impression <laughs> it was spot on thank you thank you for bringing red, that up i totally red, forgot about that red your objective <laughs> when you heard it did you understand what it was a reference to oh absolutely i knew exactly what he was doing he thank was, you okay yeah, right away. I literally almost show reference. Absolutely, it's a sh it's a show reference. I know Ziggy isn't really uh, up to speed with show references, especially the yeah, deeper let's ones. Down, let's not go down that. Uh, path. I almost one. I dropped my phone. I almost cracked the screen. I almost cracked my front facing camera because of how funny that was. That was a perfect Mad Dog Russo impression, word for word. If you didn't keep up, Ziggy, that's your fault. Get the peanut butter out of your ears. Get the marbles out of your mouth before you criticize Steve for talking a mile so, a minute. So I'd are you giving you talk a mile a minute instead of a meter a minute? And you know, just keep up. Keep up. Are you giving the same criticism to Kirk, who also didn't know what that that impression was? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. But Kirk doesn't re-listen to the shows. You listen yeah, but to he's every the show one, multiple times. He's the one times. that listened to Mike Mad Dog throughout, like, growing up. Yeah, he's the one that met him. Kirk, he's the one that imitated Kirk him. Kirk does do the kind of 
tough guy, too cool for school. Like, oh, I don't remember saying yeah, that. But that's not I, what he was doing I, here, and you know it. No, it was. Intellectually it was. To say otherwise. And Red no, is smiling. Exactly and he knows how I feel. It's, it's even my, like on today's show, I'm pulling this from my head, not from my nose, but there was a moment where, uh, oh, it's when they were talking about Will, and Kirk was like, why aren't we mad about Will? Like, I definitely don't know. And he was asking Steve, and Steve, because he's doing four people's jobs, had no idea and, and then Kirk eventually had to be like, oh, yeah, it's because um, he was using the stream yard. And Kirk knew that from the first moment he started saying it. But he does have to have that kind of like, I got a lot going on. I can't remember this, okay. 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 which I understand. Okay. Okay. But keep okay. up, Ziggy. Keep the, up. The biggest problem with the impression is that it was a Down East Maine accent. That's yes. that, that was no. my point. That was the point of the tweet. That sounded nothing like Chris Russo. It was. I it sounded, it like, sounded, the, the it sounded like Copper guy. Doodle. It sounded very old timey. Like, <laughs> no, it sounded uh, like Bert, the colors here. You know, the, um, <laughs> Bert and I. It sounded like a Bert and I impression. It was. It was, it was absolutely. He's was. not a ventriloquist. He's an intellectual. So the accent part isn't important. I got it based off the vocabulary, and I think the accent was good regardless. But and Ziggy, you, you're the same way. You use that joke like say say hello to your uncle say for me all the time. Great joke. <laughs> it's from the same segment. It's a great callback. Steve <laughs> nailed it, and I think you're jealous. Different segment, actually, but but it's the way. same library. Sure, sure, okay. it's the Mad Dog Russo Library. Okay, sure. Right, do um, we have any other random notes or anything else to add? You know, you know, I do. You know, oh, yes, that's true. Um, actually, within those still the Robinson Report episode, I did not appreciate uh, Steve. So by the end, they were kind of like reversing roles. So Steve was yelling at the producer. Kirk was bringing up how he didn't get audio from well, like the the Trump march, and Steve was saying, "Oh, why didn't you get that Ford F one fifty deal?" I do not appreciate Steve joking about that. The Jeep sponsorship is not a joking matter. No, there's a Minifin out there, Eric in Texas, who purchased a Jeep with the understanding that he would get a deal. Because of the show, because Kirk wanted the deal, he expected Steve to get the sponsorship. Eric didn't get the deal. He paid face value. I think Steve owes him that eight grand that he lost out. So that that needs to be settled. Um, Steve needs to pay up. But either way, I don't appreciate him joking about something that's very serious, which is the Jeep sponsorship. Well, but also, too, the, the Jeep sponsorship is very important. But also, Kirk was trying to get Steve to lean into the callback to Kirk giving Steve a hard time yeah. about uh, not getting the Fenway audio. That's the hand-holding that I'm talking about that he needs to do with Steve. Steve. Steve just couldn't get there, <laughs> and it brought me so much joy. The unintentional comedy of Steve having the brain fart and not realizing what's going on is the best part of the improv. It's that the is my <clears throat> point. Is It's the hilarious. And the, the, the gynecologist bit, like he can't do those things. That's but, the best part of it. Exactly. And so why can't you appreciate that? Ziggy is a type of thick-skulled moron who laughs every time that happens, but then complains about it. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. They're, they're, he's a crazy And guy. also, Ziggy, let's talk about your call to Steve. Oh, where, please, yes. oh big bad Ziggy. Oh, He's going on. He's going on Kirking off. Oh, I'm the Steve Abundsman. The rest is history. I, you know, I started to attack Steve. The rest is history. If you're supposed to be this attack dog, and you call into the show and you roll over and let Steve pet your belly, that's your fault. I know you're gonna say, "Oh, well, Steve said it's a good call. Like he obviously doesn't hate me that much." It's, you're the attack dog. It's not his responsibility to end your life. You're supposed to be nipping at his heels, and you came up 
and you fucking licked his no. you licked his feet before, and you rolled no. over and you said pet my belly am no. i a good boy before and, and, before you respond ziggy before yes. you respond please can i just i just want to read your twitter bio to you please okay. oh, please do please, please do. do man's best friend steve's worst nightmare yes great bio thank you for calling it out Could there's also please change that because what i heard this week was not the worst nightmare that you guys were buddies. You were you were bringing up a reference and he was chuckling along, and then he. Finished. I can explain and if you will. Let no, me explain. Wait, 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 and hold wait. On. hold, hold. Mm-hmm. I talk, you talk. He finished your sentence, and then you giggled along with him. It was we guys were buddies. It was it was, I was disgusting. It was disgusting. I wanted to first off. Disgusting. First off. Red, you've never made it 30 seconds into a call. Boom roasted. BD, your last call was about an Albanian wedding. Boom roasted. Not true. My call, I had That's every not intention. True. That wasn't that wasn't my last call. Your last memorable. I'm in a big Steve joke right now. That wasn't my last call. Get your, your facts. Your, your last memorable one. My intention was going in with some vitriol because the Howie Carr joke, that is a funny joke. I've had it in my pocket. I did not expect, I did not expect Steve to lean into it and steal the punchline. Right. That took me off guard. That was a good chess maneuver by Steve. He's been watching the Queen's Gambit. He he played the right moves there. Right. I didn't expect that. So then I'm kind of back on my heels. And then my next point was about the barstool stuff, because I assumed that it, that it was on Steve. It was on Steve, but it wasn't on that. He didn't send it. He just hasn't sent the pictures. So he was kind of playful in that. And I think the reason Steve was playing along with me was because our last correspondence was about the rundown show. I had DM Steve something like, can we do the rundown this week? Or do you know when the, the YouTube band's going to be up? He responded. And I said, Best in my, for my opinion, sarcastically, thank you for the response because he never responds to people. So That's, that was me being sarcastic. Whoa, whoa, he took whoa, it as whoa. me being, he took it as an olive branch that DM. It was not. So it was just miscommunication. Hmm. I went in trying to, to, trying to make Steve the boob the punching bag, but he leaned into it. I didn't expect it. I mean, hat tip to him, I guess, but wow. do not call it. Yeah. Take back what you said in the beginning, please. No, I don't remember what it was, so, but it pissed me off. You said Steve is never responsive. So the, the multiple haters. times you've sent him a parody song or never sent responded. him show drops, he's never, never responded. responded. You're never. a liar. Not even a thank you're you. a fraud. Not you even have a no thank integrity. You. You're, you're dead to me. And you're, that's dishonest. You're being that's not a lie. I had to, I had to follow up to get a response. Hey, Steve, did you see this? Did you miss this? A response is a response, okay? He's a busy guy. He's doing four <laughs> people's job. And you know, <laughs> the fact that you're not willing to admit that you rolled over and let him pet your belly while he surgically removed your nuts, put them in a mason jar right next to Menor's. They're on his mantle. He looks at them and laughs every night. He goes, Ziggy, what a fraud. What an absolute fraud. And you're going to sit here and you've complimented him multiple times this show. You said the Robinson report thing was funny. You said the poem was good. So your credibility is the out the window. You're a closet Robba fan. Um, and I'm going to get you to come so out. We're going to have your coming out. We're going to have your coming out moment on this so, show. So what are you? Because Steve said my call was good and you said my call was bad. So what am I? I'm the Robba fan goat. That's the word straight from the word just, straight from Steve's mouth. I'm the Robba fan goat. Straight from that lying, dirty mouth. Yeah, it's, it's straight from his. So, mouth. I'm the Robba fan okay. goat. My analogy 
BA used a pretty apt uh, World War One analogy about Franz Ferdinand and Prague Massacre, <laughs> right? My World War One analogy here. This this call was the Christmas Day truce of 1914. Both sides they they went into no man's or I don't know if they went into no man's land, but they sang Christmas carols. The next day they were back they were back killing each other. So that's what that was. I, I wasn't expecting it. I was trying to go after Steve. He leaned into it. Good job by him. Like I said, hat tip. But the next call I'll have to bring it even harder. Normally, truces are mutual and not one party telling the other party, roll over, let me pet your belly. So I don't know if that analogy works. I'm still waiting for whatever next creative excuse you have for why you can't make a call. Was your leg was your leg twitching when he <laughs> pet your belly like dogs do? Did he Does he know your spot? Any, Is that what's going on? Final random notes. We got to what I wanted to get to, which is we put Ziggy in the spot. He apologized. And he I did a great job of explaining myself. Uh, Ziggy, any other final notes that you have? Um, I mean, we can talk about the poem if you like. I I was impressed that he turned around so quickly. I initially thought, did he plagiarize this? And then I heard the thesaurus.com words that he kept throwing out there, like exhumation and um, what else? Invective, I think. Like those are those $10 words are Steve Staple. I've read a lot of his Bowden stuff. He loves showing off. So that's how I knew it was an original he was definitely kind of copying the cadence of um, Night Before Christmas, but he did a good job. I guess I'll give him that. He was limited to the the, the very shallow A-B rhyming scheme that Amy Trask laid out, but Pusinian Society, bitch, suck it. The poem was great. The the A-B scheme. I Nothing made me happier. <laughs> I laughed when he said that. Steve oh. making fun of the A-B scheme. I did like when they when they talked about, and VD, nice job with the Amy Trask tweet and getting that, because that was a kind of a funny segment. But I liked when Kirk was like, do you recognize anyone? And Steve was pretending to look as if he would have any idea who anyone was on the NFL Network or whatever show that was. I mean, to be fair, I'm a sports hardo. I had no idea who any of those people were. Who watches CBS? Fuck CBS. They make you pay $5 a month for their on, on-demand streaming. No other network does that. They're frauds. Cancel my CBS. F- my final random note is, is nothing makes me happier than Kirk asking for Steve to call somebody and then Steve just not having the number of somebody that they've called before. So the, he'll he'll like, never admit he'll never admit like I don't have the number. He'll be like, ah, you know, there's a one in ten billion chance I have the number. Well, we also I, had this scenario where he had the number, and then he gave three different excuses why he didn't tell Kirk that he had the number of his security guard friend or whoever Anthony Demoro is. There was some anger there between oh, Kirk yeah. and Steve was giving it back to him. What I loved is. I loved Kirk getting mad at Steve and then Steve getting mad at Kirk, especially even today with uh, with him calling Erica. You can hear it. He gets a little snippy, gets a little angry. I like that. Yeah. That's a good part. Yeah, I mean, when Kirk was demanding that number, he has to be aware there's a reason Robinson's a little hesitant with that. Kirk was being a dick. I think after the show, he probably apologized, no. if I had to guess. Um, when, and when and he, he, knows, he knows better than to treat Steve like that. When you ride the coattails like Steve does with Kirk, you need to expect to get dirty. You need to expect to burn bridges. It's all for content. You need you need to give that number up right away. That you don't think excuse. you don't Even think Steve's done that? Excuse. Steve has done that before. I think he's he earned the he kind of respect. He he's earned there. the respect where he doesn't have to do that as much. He burned his bridge with Jerry. You know all Jerry. the bridges he should have burned. Yeah, when he you know how he's a very. No, Jerry, I mean, it's a very loyal move when Steve told uh, Kirk that Jerry was texting him saying, <clears throat> They weren't really work. friends, though. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, that he's at he that was protecting initiative. protecting his friend. At, 
It's fine. He's protecting his friend because he's a good, loyal guy. It's a quality of Robin fans. Something Ziggy, something Ziggy Axe would know nothing about. Um, and let's let's move on to the after show. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah! Woo! Sammy Hagar could fucking never be part of this. Why he never sang it in concert? But David Roth left. He's a pussy. He's a pussy. He can't handle this kind of lyrics. A Hagar guy. Oh, God. I don't know if I remember the words. I am the news, baby. All about your disease. Yeah, you may have all you want, baby. But I got something you need. Oh, yeah. a lot of friends there, baby. I got no time to mess around. Cause if you want, you got to bleed for it, baby. You got to, got to bleed, yeah, baby. Ooh, you got to, got to bleed, baby. Ooh, got to, got to bleed, baby. I ain't talking about love. Because he run into the car. Ain't talking about love. I told you before. Oh, people, people, he's talking about love. So he gets me right into the car. He's talking about love. He's gonna talk about love. Oh, 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 oh,
the after show, my favorite. We get inside uh, the best parts of the the miniverse, uh, and there's a lot of grave dancing. I think that uh, is going to go on here tonight. I want to be uh, up front and open. I like Latino Kirk. He's a very nice guy. He's been very friendly with me. Adam from Jersey. I'm not going to call him the other name. Adam seems like a very nice guy. Um, my apologies, guys, because uh, this is going to be ugly. So the, the floor is yours, VD. We can get right into that. Uh, some You got into some scraps on Twitter with an enemy, LK. I, tag him, which I love even more. So please. I love Petty. I love fights. Please go ahead. He's whining about tagging him. I don't know his handle. If I did, I would tag him. But I have some grave dancing to do, but there's it's tough because I have, you know, Jeff Nadu. I have his grave. I have Stephen Che's grave. I have LK. He didn't get a Christian burial, but I have his dead body to, to dance on. And I'm not sure what Jewish people do about burials, but whatever grave situation they have, I have to dance on Adams as well. But Ziggy, you're probably going to defend LK and defend Adam. You you kind of do that shtick where you go the opposite of me. So I want to hear Ziggy's uh, Ziggy's opinion of the situation and Ziggy's defense of LK. Well, go ahead. I mean, just to give some context for the majority of the people who don't know what we're talking about, um, LK posted a video of his TV setup or someone's TV setup, and VD went on, I don't know, a 20-tweet thread blasting him. <laughs> Rightfully so. I mean, it was a pretty, it was a pretty weak setup. Uh, he, I think he said it was his friends, but either way, I didn't understand. Yeah, I don't yeah, really yeah, understand yeah, yeah. where the hatred comes from. That's where I say out of it. I do think you're putting Ned in a tough spot, friend of the show, Ned. Um, but it's your battle, I guess. No, I, Ned deserves uh, an Emmy, a Pulitzer Prize for probably an Emmy is the best thing to go for pretending that Adam and LK are interesting and doing it, you know, dozens of shows. He deserves an Emmy for pretending like anything they say is interesting. I love Ned. I'm a Ned head. He's a great guy. I don't know how he does it. Um, But yeah, I mean, LK, if you're going to sit there and defend that TV setup, which no one has except Adam, the Jew, I got to respect his loyalty a little bit. Even and, though, like, do I respect the, someone for running in, like, you know, chaining themselves to it? No, do I respect Same someone guy. for chaining themselves to a sinking ship? Like, maybe one percent of me, but then I'm like, you could have just survived without getting, you know, shot six hundred times by one of the most lethal, uh, you know, machine guns in the universe, which would be me. But LK is so pathetic. He's so humorless, and he's lucky he has an accent because. I used to give him the benefit of a doubt, like, oh, his act, there's a language barrier here. That's why I'm not laughing at what he's saying. But he's actually so lucky he has an accent because the more you dig into what's going on in his head, you realize that he is just dumb, like really, really dumb. So that that accent's a great handicap. It works out nice for him. But like a great anonymous source once said, I, you know, he wants his name removed from this, but he said... The idea of Latino Kirk is way funnier than the actual human Latino Kirk. And, you know, the best part of it all was Latino Kirk sitting there saying, oh, you're clout chasing by trying to, you know, make fun of me. Like Latino Kirk is some oasis of clout that I'm looking to bathe in. I mean, can, I, can we get can we get a little clarification? One, uh, the tweet that you sent with the photo of Osama oh, yeah. Is set up <laughs> a phenomenal tweet, so I will give you credit there. It was awesome. Thank but you. I, I, go ahead. I still don't understand what clout is when it comes to the metaverse. Like, I don't know. 
I get this all the time. Like you're a YouTuber, you're looking for clout. What the fuck is clout? I'll tell you what it is. Can I take it's, it to the Robinson Bank? What do I do? It's what people who don't have an original thought in their head criticize other people of. So they don't have any defense because there's not a lot going on upstairs. So their defaults are, oh, you're clout chasing. It's just, and that's what LK does. He takes things that other people have already said. He repeats them ad nauseum. He doesn't even know what they mean. And there's no substance to him. That's why I hate the guy. He's the worst. Am I poor shaming him for having a 32-inch Insignia TV on a fold-up table with an AstroTurf carpet? Yes, but there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, By the way, I'm going to step in here. There's nothing wrong with using that as the joke. When somebody says it's for the poors, like I'm with – That's hilarious. He and I love to say that Apple Music is for the poors because we're Spotify guys. That's a funny joke. That's funny every single time. When you say something for the pores, like I think that bothered you, Ziggy, or somebody else. No, it didn't bother me. I just don't I don't get why VD gets so worked up about <clears throat> about LK. I don't know what the backstory is other than he thinks he's a drink. There is no backstory other than he's a black hole of humor. And his only thing he'll ever say to me is, oh, he's mad Kirk isn't saying his name, which Kirk does. I mean, not to toot my own horn, but Kirk does, you know, bring me yeah. up on the show. It's, it's something forgot, that happens. He forgot about you today. No, I was mentioned on the you're show. Steve's, you're but anyway, really Kirk cool. is like, <laughs> or, or LK is like, I need an interesting show. What am I going to do? I'm going to eat spicy food. So I'm like, okay, it could be interesting. Like, you know, there's people that eat those really spicy peppers. It's impressive. You go and watch the show. He's like eating fucking sriracha and things that are everyday hot. He's not even eating spicy things. And he's supposed to be a Latino, like Latin heat. He's so, All right, he's, 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 he's going to circles. I have two questions. The please. first one. Um, that's only one way. grave, by the way. I have three other graves. <laughs> yeah, but that was the biggest one. That I think we're going to only allow you time for one of them. <laughs> My first question is, what were your thoughts on the LK and Adam crossover with your boys, Channel Zero? Didn't oh, listen boy. to it. Won't do it. Love Are Channel not- Zero. I know Ziggy hates them. Yep. I can't subject myself to that kind of torture. I just can't do it. I listen to every other Channel Zero episode. Those guys are great. I know, like I said, Ziggy doesn't like him. He thinks they owe him an apology. There's a lot of backstory there. They hate Ziggy. Kind of some of that kind of got brought up on Mincel Intel. Uh, none of it's really true, but I'm stirring. The, I'm stirring the pot there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't listen to that. Are you kidding me? All right, just making sure that you just wanted your honest opinion of your friends, Channel Zero. They're, they're great guys. They do okay. a great show. I'm happy they're still around. Uh, you know, whoever reported them for bullying is probably yeah, it definitely was some, you know, bleeding heart lib because that's what libs do. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Ziggy, you know, totally. with the way he's with the way he's been behaving recently. But I want to move on to Adam. Adam, <laughs> he tries to step in for LK, and of course, LK goes ghost. Like I I'll told you, one percent of me respects how adam stepped in for his guy even if it was 14 hours too late mm-hmm. um but then you know there's no humor there with him either i mean he's very surface level he's one of those things outside the car dealership the inflatable things you know whichever way the twitter wind is except he's far less interesting and there's a yamaka <laughs> on top but whichever way the wind is blowing he's going that way um Bob Sounds Dylan, like- second Bob Dylan quote of the show. He he once said, "You don't need a weatherman to, to know which way the wind blows. You just need Adam the Jew. Just look <laughs> at his Twitter, and that's which way the Twitter winds are blowing. Because 
he's probably the biggest pussy on Twitter. I muted him a long time ago, which made me like him more. Once I stopped seeing his tweets, I was able to tolerate him more. But then he steps in and he's like, oh, poor shaming. Poor shaming LK's TV. How could you do that? And then this is the same guy tweeting at Chris Curtis, go die, you fat alcoholic fuck. So you can't have it both ways. And he he said, oh, you want to get into like the Twitter win conversation? Really? You want to do that? He still hasn't brought up anything in, in regards to that. But I I've, just, sent him, I've sent him some stuff. Don't worry. Poor, poor Ned is the is the moral of the story. That fucking guy deserves a Emmy, a Pulitzer Prize, an Oscar, whatever you want to call it. But I mean, oh, what a great guy Ned is. You know, a what true. a great guy Ned is to put up with that. Rest in peace, LK. Rest in peace, Adam the Jew. And then. I also had Stephen Che. Right, can we cut him off? This is no, this no, is no. just getting Stephen a little. Che, this is, this Stephen, is way too I'll excessive. Mute you, I'll mute you, Stephen Che. This if you're still here an hour and a half in, you're here for this. Stephen Che, this asshole in the Dave Portnoy show drops a little. Oh, Eddie Eddie from Barstool. He Steve Robinson me like under his breath. You know, it kind of got brushed over, which was an out of line comment because. Stephen Chase, terrible uh, content instincts are, oh, yeah, don't bring behind the curtain stuff on air. That's definitely not what Barstool is built on. That's not what makes the Dave Portnoy show great. That's not what makes the Kirk Minahan show great. This is a guy who did a show with Willie Colon. I said this on Twitter. I shouldn't be surprised. But then he's on, oh, I'm not insulting Kirk. It's just Caller Daddy does better ad reads than Kirk. And this guy what are we so- supposed to do here, Red? Are we, I mean, just take our headphones <laughs> off if he knows or not. You can do a fill, you can do a Minzo fill, and you can leave because I have thoughts and I'm getting them out. There are fresh burials beneath my feet, and I feel like dancing. After show is four. Ziggy, you even said I am the king of, you know, or maybe it was Red. Red's a team guy. It was probably Red. You said I'm the king of getting a response out of these auxiliary barstool characters, which is true. And it's because I have substance. My last point. That's pretty much all I have. Deport Latino Kirk. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to Sheldon for the tweet of the week when I forget exactly what it said, but it was a great Steve tweet where he was like, you know, it was in today's show, uh, Friday show. Kirk's on a rant. And then Steve just like, yeah, so it turns out we're right about that nurse from North Dakota, which is just quintessential Steve. Uh, Today's show was a great bookend on the week. I'm loving the show right now. I'm excited for Monday. Ziggy's a moron. Thank you, Red Team Guy. That's all I have. So uh, you referenced a lot of YouTube guys. We, yeah, we have like three them. other after-show topics to go to. Dude, is, oh, is is there, Ziggy's uh, trying to get out of here. Do you not have time, yeah. Ziggy? Yeah. Ziggy uh, I was just, I just falling asleep. Oh, we can talk about you know. Are they going drinking be buddies? Uh, drinking buddies. It, very exciting. Or is yours, Ziggy Robinson? Me? Oh, well, I I thought we're. I don't have much else because I honestly totally zoomed out. I was doing the Menors thing, you know, the the falling asleep, but you couldn't really see it because I had the mask on. Sure. Um, I just, I'm a nice guy. I'm much nicer than VD. He he goes way below the belt, uh, wow. way too cutthroat. So I don't go, I don't go low. I, I go Michelle Ziggy, Obama. Ziggy's a nice guy. He's not the kind of guy that would ever stir the pot behind the scenes and you know <laughs> maybe send me things that other people are posting to get Never. me going. That's not his style. He takes the high road. Good guy, Ziggy. We can talk. We can talk. The uh, it seems like Will is out of bad signal. Um, I don't know. Yeah, you guys I, need to explain this to me. If you yeah, I've had, uh, like I've had 
I've had correspondence with Will. I mean, from day one, I think everyone could probably tell this wasn't going to be a relationship that was going to last very long. A, because Courtney Fallon is not talented, and B, because Will is Will. Um, my understanding of the situation from his side is that, you know, he moved down to Boston. Um, you know, LK let him live in his basement because LK is lonely and has no friends, and that's kind of what he does. But kind of a nice thing to do. I do respect him for that. And so Will was bouncing around. I think he ended up, you know, he was staying at a hotel and it came to a point where like she was going to have to pay him more money to stay in Boston or he was going to have to go back home. I know he has something going on back home with a master's program. Now, having said that, did Will deliver on everything he probably could have? For There's probably a few things that slipped through the crack, but I'm a Will guy. Uh, he's a nice kid. You're not going to catch me hating on him. And if it, Courtney Fallon, she's kind of been hinting at this, like, oh, this tell-all, you know, rant. I'm not going to hold back like I have before in regards to Will. It would be in her best interest not to sewer Will and not to low blow him. That's coming from me. It would be a real shame if someone started tracking her terrible fantasy advice and all her terrible bets and started, you know, holding her accountable for that. Because let's be honest, that's not why anybody listens to her. Probably more than half of her subscribers are from Will via Kirk and the Kirk Minahan show. So just watch yourself, Courtney. Um, that's my information I have on the situation. I don't think anyone here dislikes Will. It'd be, it's kind of hard to dislike Will. But I will admit I'm irrationally, emotionally defensive of my guy. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think Ziggy would, would say that uh, the same thing as far as people – you know, we like Will. Uh, a lot of the Minute fans like Will. We like to bust his balls, give him a hard time. But, um, you know, I, I worry about him when he goes quiet like this uh, with what's going on. But at least I'm glad that you're talking to him. Ziggy, oh, yeah. did you have any information on that too? Real quick, I would say him going quiet isn't like – I. it's definitely not him like, a, oh, I can't take the criticism quiet. It's just like a, he's playing Warzone. Like he's very <laughs> – what I respect about him is he's very, and it maybe to a fault, he's very able to unplug from things and kind of just let stuff happen. Um, maybe like the complete inverse of Kirk, where Kirk is someone who's like, oh, I want to be, I want to know what's going on. Will does have the ability and maybe the shortcoming of being able to just like, I don't give a fuck. And just yeah, did, I didn't know if he, um, if his Google passwords got wiped out and that's why he was using the stream yard for the show. And maybe he lost his Twitter password or something. Oh yeah. You know, like it's just, it was as simple as him not wanting to ask John for the password to his, like Will is very surface level. Nice guy. He is exactly what you think he is. Um, I, I was thinking if he did stay up here and he did stay with LK, maybe he could make some money chopping firewood so LK wouldn't need to use the double electric heater set up <laughs> and potentially cause an electric fire. There you go. I had to get one LK joke. Well, I don't. Place. I think Will couldn't stay at that house because he needs a better screen for video games. I, that that basement wasn't getting it done even for Will. So you did bury you did bury LK. I hope we get um, a reincarnation. And if you remember back when. Um, LK went after DJK, maybe the only time LK really had some fire. Um, and he had that rant about DJK. So maybe we'll get some of that, uh, LK BD, hopefully. 
Doubt it. That would mean, I mean next week we have to talk about this again. Doubt it. You didn't even let me finish my LK rant. He pulled the Quran. Oh, oh, debate me we'll for charity. It, he pulled the debate no, we'll me for charity. We'll put it on the Patreon. No. We'll put it on the Patreon he, feed. He pulled if, you, if you get the, the Patreon, debate, you can get it. Latino <laughs> Kirk, Latino Quran. He said de- he, he sent me a screenshot of a $300 donation he made to a charity. Unsolicited. And he said, Matt, he said, match me or fist fight me. So that's that's the kind of way his brain works. Um, I look forward to meeting him. I well, do. we can learn more about that again. Fifty dollars a month, fifty dollars yeah. a month for our subscribers, and then also you get a free T-shirt. You'll get a shirt, and you'll get VD's raw, uninterrupted uh, thoughts. The VD, the the VD fans, which I like to call burners, are going to be very upset at Ziggy for interrupting that rant because I was on an absolute <laughs> heater. Okay. Uh, is there anything else that we haven't covered? We are coming up on a two-hour show potentially, close to that. Which exactly, that's exactly what I wanted uh, because we've been away for a little bit and we had to talk about all this shit that's going on in the metaverse. Is there anything else, Ziggy? Um, Well, I brought up quickly the Drinking Buddies. Uh, Looking forward to that. I also am looking forward to Steve's explanation for how he lost the groupings, apparently. I don't know why his Twitter DMs aren't saving or or what. This has happened. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. But looking forward to that for sure. He has like an iPhone four, so I think he has to wipe the memory. Like, is he not at Twitter? Twitter dot com where you can check your DMs <laughs> from people that sent him stuff. Okay, all right. Weird how that happens. Uh, well, so I mean, this is it, guys. Uh, thank oh, you. Real quick, I just remembered. Red, there we were gone so long. There were rumors on the Facebook group that you are deceased. So, right, would you like to address those rumors? Someone said what I guess someone posts in the Facebook Minifan group, like what happened to the rundown show? And someone replied, Oh, Red passed away. And then a lot of people believe that. And <laughs> mixed response, mixed rumors. response on the feed. Oh, yeah, people were very happy. I, people people were excited. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to let you know. People, I'm still here. The you know, the, the, the pussy from Maine is still oh, yeah. here. So, like so like I, Danny Boy Kane would say, at no point did Red die. At no point was he attacked by a bear. No bear. Uh, no bear. At no point. <laughs> so i was amazed to see that i i will say i was i was taken back by how many uh how many fans there are out there there's there's a good amount of people who like this show which i'm i'm fired up about i enjoy doing it with you guys i'm happy to be back thank you to mayo for covering for me and uh this is good guys thank you it was it was a great week of uh this to talk about at least anyway and then looking forward to to ziggy's boy mike next week man can't June wait 2020 gonna save the show he's gonna save it i can't ba and ziggy are fired up for mike on monday <laughs> thank you guys